Doing numbers, people. What it do? Good morning. How we doing? We safe? We had a great weekend over this past weekend. If you was in Atlanta, I hope you was safe, man. I hope you locked your doors and you put a lock on your wheels, man. They was taking the wheels off people with, man. What's up? Folks got the NASCAR pit crew down here, man. Popping wheels off people's whips, man. That's that's crazy. Hey, but this is the times we live in, man. You come down here in Atlanta, man. You got to pay attention because you will get got. Um, so <laughs> with that, man, I hope y'all y'all let the bank make a deposits on this Monday. I hope if y'all taking that money out, y'all getting them hundreds out and y'all putting it into something that's going to help grow your nest egg. That's going to help grow your plants that you over there watering and that you've been putting the seeds in the ground for. So today we got a great, great topic today of how you can plant some of those seeds in, into this soil and watch it grow. Um, so you guys stay tuned for that. Um, and you can catch a lot of that information uh, through my guy, Maul. I got him on today. Um, so we're going to highlight an important, an important opportunity and let alone an option that you can use because we talked about saving last week that now you can use and put towards watching it grow, taking some of that savings that you had and putting that money into something that's going to make you more money. Um, so we're going to get into that. And today, y'all, we brought back our money moves segment and our BBB. Hey, it came back um, like it never left because it did. It, it never left. Um, we just had an extended interview last week um, with my man Mike and my man Drill, which I hope y'all tapped into that episode. But this week, we bringing money moves back with a great topic. And we also bringing BBB back beautiful black business um, for all my ladies um, that are out there working hard and shout out again to the women history month this month if you haven't given the ladies flowers yet make sure you do so make sure you show your appreciation let's get rolling we're doing numbers holla good doing numbers people we missed money moves last week so we're gonna get into it this week we're bringing it back don't worry it wasn't gonna be away too long for me so today we're talking about a black entrepreneur that made history distributing air purifiers that combat airborne viruses and influenzas hmm he trying to get to the dollar it sound like so let's meet and find out who we getting ready to be um you know pretty intrigued by so Gerald Baptiste, the founder and owner of the Eagle Eye Resources, a black owned construction company that is working diligently to restore our community and instill a sense of normalcy in the United States, um, is under deployment with the air purification technology called photocatalytic oxidation. Hmm, that's a tongue twister. Photocatalytic oxidation. Gerald is doing his part to reduce the transmission of the coronavirus. My man trying to get to that dollar um, and he's developing something here that I think 
um, is going to be very important for us to get. Uh, so we better be tapping in. We better play close attention and we better be supporting this guy, Gerald, because uh, we all we all know about air purification or we all have air purifiers. I hope we all got one at least. If you don't go to your nearest Walmart somewhere and go grab one, I'm going to change your life. And thank, uh, thank me later for just mentioning to you, but this is something you should have known already. Go get you an air purifier, but you'll see the importance of it and you'll see why this is a money move. Uh, so the PCO technology produces reactive oxygen species such as superoxide and hydroxyl radicals that bind to a host of microscopic pathogenic organisms existing on surfaces and in the air. These charged particles bind to the bacterial, fungal, or viral organisms and are scientifically proven to neutralize them. So, yeah, to break that down in more layman terms, uh, not scientific, uh, this air purifier is going to break down all the bacteria, um, any type of uh, virus organisms that live in the air because a lot of airborne diseases um, occur nowadays, um, especially with um, the coronavirus being one, of course, right? Um, one of the known ones, at least because we're living in it today. Um, but it kills those enzymes and um, those organisms that live in the air that, you know, will definitely harm us and get inside um, of our living organism um, and start to destroy it. But having this purification system set up in your home um, sounds like it's going to once again, be beneficial, not only to your health, but for other folks around you. And it looks like you'll be able to enjoy having people around again because this purification system um, is going to remove all of that bad air um, that's floating in the air um, where you are. So with the pandemic stripping away at um, the way of life, uh, which is true, the Eagle Eye Resources has put a viable solution on the table that allows everyone to participate in everyday activities again. <laughs> this, like I said, this guy trying to get to that bag. He's trying to find a way that we can all get back to normalcy, have people over, kick it with, no mask, enjoy one another without having to worry about getting sick or spreading the virus. Um, so all those social distance gatherings um, that we have to title them nowadays because we can't label them as parties anymore or anything well now you probably can because these cities and states are opening up um and, and relinquishing uh their mandates on masks but um this here is going to open up the floodgates for that as well especially and know that hey there's something scientifically um, installed that can help better my health and keep my situation um, from getting sick um, a reality so i think this is dope this is on to a bag for sure and there's no one in the game it looks like that's going to be competing with him at the moment so he has the leg up um uh, with consumers and i hope mr Gerald takes care of business um and gets the deal done and, and he's able to accomplish you know what he wanted to accomplish that vision that he had um so with the installation of a PCO air purifier in the home or business, people can now safely attend the movie theater again, visit their favorite restaurant 
exercise at gyms, even have their friends and family overs, which we were just talking about. Um, he's given that opportunity um, with this PCO technology um, to allow us to get back to that normal time um, where we could be in places around each other, close to each other without having the issue of spreading any viruses or getting one another sick. Um, so I think this is a pretty lit uh, vision. I think this is a pretty lit opportunity for him um, to grow into something big. I think this is all something we need and he's coming at the right time with this because <laughs> we all want to come back together. We all want to be able to hug each other. We all want to be able to stand next to each other without feeling weird because somebody just coughed or or somebody just sneezed and you like oh i don't know what he got or what she got like let me get away like it's it has to it, it won't be any more of that um so you know it, it'll be pretty cool that if if this technology here allows us to come closer together and actually be able to share you know um a solid moment with one another and, and really enjoy each other without like I said, having to worry about if we're getting too close and overstepping boundaries, I think this is a solid move. Um, the possibilities of the application are far reaching as everyone served the benefit. Hands down, this is the best air purifier for COVID as these machines can cover a space as small as 1500 square feet, but it can reach up to 12,000, even 160 cubic feet, 160,000 cubic feet. Um, so this not only works in small spaces, but this works in large spaces as well. Um, so this is pretty ideal for all type of environments. Um, and this is the reason why this is a great idea. This is the reason why this will flourish. And this man is off to making um, a pretty solid dollar. Um, so uh, this can be also used in, from what I'm reading, the transportation industry. Um, they can install it in limousines. Um, this can be used in um, ride share services like Lyft and Uber. Um, it's adaptable for usage in multi-story buildings, warehouses, cruise ships and large facilities. This man is taking over the whole transportation um, industry and really being able to maximize uh, his his services or, you know, his product to this mass um group of people um in these industries that that are going to need something like this that thrive off of having people on and in these places um i think these would be the first people to the door to sign up for these purifiers um because they want to keep business going they want to keep booming um so this is an amazing move this is amazing money move gerald's definitely doing numbers um with this idea the guy is, is smart. Um, and I think, you know, this is a brilliant this is a brilliant idea here. I think he's on to something solid and we all need to pay close attention to this one here because this seems like this is going to be around for a while. So I'm glad to even bring this to light. I'm glad to share this uh, because this <laughs> this is really dope. Uh, an air purifier. Wow. I mean, look at the things we think about as as black people. I mean, we're so innovative, we're so creative with ideas and we pay attention to what's going on today and what we can do and what product services that we can make that are relative and that can help someone today. Um, and I think that's what makes us special, um, not only as a culture, um, but as people in general, um, having that heart 
wanting to give back, wanting to put product and services out there that people can really utilize and that are going to change things around them, whether it's, you know, a financial change or whether there's just a health change. But overall, we're always looking to reach out and extend a hand and help change something or a dynamic. So this is awesome. This is beautiful. I'm glad I can even bring this up. And this is a solid money move, Gerald. I think you get into that bag with this one, my man. Um, you keep doing what you're doing. Uh, my people here are doing numbers. We're excited to once again bring this story to the table. If you're interested in coming on to doing numbers um, in the future, we can talk more about your business. We can talk more about um, future endeavors you got going on and where you are right now. Um, with Eagle Eye Resources in your air purification process. Um, so please, please, we would love to have you on and I'm definitely extending that invitation. Uh, but for you guys here on Doing Numbers, if you want more information on the services, call them at 504-233-3173. Again, call them at 504-233-3173. For all my business owners, this could be an opportunity for you um, to get a leg up um, and you can now start to have more capacity inside of your facilities, inside of your businesses um, so that, hey, you, you're making more money, right? Um, you're actually now getting back into that lucrative way um, that you've been in before COVID. So this is a great opportunity. Again, that number is 504-233-3173 or you can send them an email uh, to air purifiers at eeresources.biz um, and visit their website at eeresources.biz slash clean hyphen air so that's eeresources.biz backslash clean hyphen air once again this resources uh, link and the telephone number will all be posted um, on Doing Numbers Podcast on IG at Doing Numbers Podcast. So again, that's the Eagle Eye Resources that was founded by Gerald Baptiste in 2013. Hey, Gerald, keep doing your thing. We're proud of you, man. And um, many more accomplishments to you, my guy. So with that, guys, we're going to keep rolling on with the show. I'll see you on this other side. Alright man, Maul, what's up man? How's it going brother? How you feeling? Pretty good man. Man, I'm glad you came in today man, to Doing Numbers. Thank you for dropping in. How you like the setup? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. It's pretty dope. Yeah, for sure. Man, awesome. So, I want to, um, one, before we get into the conversation and the topic about uh, stocks, that's what we were going to base our episode around today is uh, intro to stocks and I feel like you know, you're a solid person to have on and um, speak a little bit to our people about the importance of stock, um, you know, what it means to you and um, just kind of giving some some beginner information that they should know. Um, so I'm glad to have you on again, man. And if you could just introduce yourself to my audience and let them know who you are. I think that'd be great. Yeah. How's it going, everyone? Uh, my name is Jamal. I'm an IT systems engineer located here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Um, I've been working in stocks or working with stocks uh, for about, I'd say a year and a half now. Um, and I pretty much have just about the basics down at the moment, but my endeavor is to drive a little deeper into the technical side of things for sure. Okay. So there you guys go, man. You got a solid, credible person here who is going to provide some solid information for us all. Um, so let's sit back and, and get ready to enjoy everything. And with that, Maul, um, with you having some decent knowledge about stocks, um, what age did you get into stocks? Like, when were you first introduced to that? So I've actually had a uh, TD Ameritrade account for some time. I think I've had it since I was around 23. But this is, you know, within the last year and a half is when I really delved into it more so. Um, at that time, it was pretty much something that was set up for me by my parents. Okay. Um, but uh, I set up my own, of course, Robinhood. That's what everybody has kind of been flocking towards. And then as of right now, Fidelity is what I trade on the most. Okay. So along the lines of trading, what would be um, some good platforms that you think folks could go out and, and look at? I know, you know, with Robinhood, man, the whole dilemma that they had, you know, a few months back got a little people iffy, got some people iffy about it, um, including myself, because I have money in Robinhood. Um, but ever since that happened, and I didn't forget, um, I've kind of switched it up. I put money in some other platforms like Fidelity. Um, I know you got Charles Schwab out there. Um, but if you could give a few other names of some platforms that some of our beginners could, you know, tap into and get some insightful information from, that'd be cool. So TD Ameritrade um, is a good one. Charles Schwab, you mentioned. Uh, E-Trade is another. I feel like, honestly, if you're just starting out as a beginner, Robinhood is probably Robinhood or Weevil. Are going to be one of the two better ones for you um, simply because they make it more interactive they make trading fun okay teach you the basics in a really fun way um, but as far as if you're trying to move over into what i do primarily which is options trading uh, i think you should move over to one of the bigger ones which would be charles for me fidelity or or e-trade okay yeah and um for those who you know, have no idea really. Just once again, we're just now getting into stocks. Um, what's some beginning concepts that people should start familiarizing themselves with as they, you know, get into these platforms and everything? So, you know, obviously understanding what a stock is, the share or a piece of a company, right? Um, you can have that or you can have contracts, which is again, what I mostly partake in. A contract is essentially um, you locking in you being able to purchase 100 shares in a company at a specific price. Um, and these contracts, of course, you want them to go up uh, over the course of maybe 30, 60, or 90 days. I usually choose 90, but uh, that, that's, those are the two primary things that people use as a, at the moment, and I'm primarily trading the, the contracts. Uh, for me, I, I think if you want to sit and let your money grow, you invest it into the individual shares. But if you want to make money more intermediately, you're looking at contracts. Got you. And how do you feel about ETFs? Because I actually have a few. Um, I I like them because it's not much of a high risk to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then it gives you um, like a versatility as far as like uh, the different companies that you have within it. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because there's a wide variety of them within that ETF. Um, so would you you know, say that someone should begin as a beginner invest in the ETF, or do you feel like maybe just the individual shares is the route that they should go? Um, I would look at ETFs, index funds as well. 
but but I would suggest more so looking at individual, uh, you know, stocks trading the shares itself. You know, primarily what I do is I look at the polit or the political side of things, right? Because I think politics and and the stock market they have a lot to share with one another. Um, and so I, I look at one company that I that I trust, you know, and I focus on learning the ins and outs of that company and all the current news, and then I base my transactions off of that. Um, but to answer your question more directly, ETFs are good. Uh, ETFs are good because they come basically with a full portfolio for you to look at uh, with the different companies that are within there. So, All right. So I want to dive into the whole Robinhood thing because that's really been on my mind. And um, I know we talked about it through text. Um, we, we discussed it uh, briefly and, you know, shared our opinions and things like that. So I would like for you to just share, you know, your opinion on that uh, with my audience, just so that, you know, they can get a different understanding and a different view from um, what they what they got out of it or what you got out of it. So, yeah, I say go ahead, man. Yeah. So, so the Robin Hood, the whole Robin Hood thing was not OK with me. I mean, it didn't sit well, I should say, uh, because they were basically going against what their name kind of represents. Right. They weren't giving back to the poor and taking from the rich, they were doing the opposite because they were focusing on their bottom line. Um, and obviously, you know, if, for those who are not familiar with what Robinhood did, they were basically closing tickers and not allowing people like myself and you to be able to trade those um, publicly. And it, and it sucks because they were leaving those tickers only in the place for people with money, right? The rich individuals. The rich. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm pretty much of the same mind as everyone else, you know, the weekend after that occurred, and I think we talked about it, I, I took everything that I had, all the buying power inside of Robinhood, I took it out yeah. and transferred it over into Fidelity. Um, I personally do not feel safe doing business with a company like that. Okay. Um, even though I know ultimately most companies are going to have the same mentality, I just it, it just doesn't sit well with me as far as having my money in a company like that. So Understood. Um, ultimately, yeah, Robinhood, I, I do not use them anymore. But like I said, Robinhood is really good if you are just learning the basics or want to trade in a very like user-friendly, fun way, uh, because it does. It makes it fun and it makes it approachable. But if you're trying to do any sort of serious you know, trading, it's not the platform for you. You want to graduate. And that was always my mentality. I was always sure. thinking of the future to graduate to something a lot larger as far as a brokerage is, is concerned. There you go. But uh, yeah. And I and I just uh, and for me, man, it was a. Uh, I'm glad Robinhood came about, honestly, because for me, I was beginning. I didn't really have uh, much information on stocks like that when I wanted to dive in. I was probably shoot. To be honest with you, I just dove into stocks at like 26, 27. Um, so I'm I'm still new to it. You know, I'm still a novice, as you would say, but. Uh, Robinhood helped me out. It helped me understand it a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, it was simplified um, to the point where, you know, um, there was no, you know, uh, confusion about what it was that you were getting. Like, what you saw was what it was. Right. You know, there was no hidden uh, figures or anything like that. But um, I would say that uh, I didn't really know what direction to go in when I got into stocks. Like, I talked to one person. Uh, maybe two people, and I was just like, how did you get into the stock market? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and they were like, man, you just got to really dive in and try it out. Like, it's, it's really hard to 
teach somebody like the stock market because at the end of the day it's your decision on what you want to invest in um so it's hard for that other person to really dictate how you invest yeah um it's so your gamble and it's your, your risk. gamble yeah and there's a lot of risk involved in it i wanted to touch on the robin hood point one more time because yeah. something else that that robin hood kind of helped usher in that along with people um are free trading uh, scenario, yes. which is something that was not, you know, around five years ago. Right. But with the invention of Robinhood and Weeble, they kind of forced some of these larger players like TD, like Charles and, and E-Trade, Fidelity, to to offer free trading options to, to the masses. So um, another positive. But when, when it comes to, you know, learning how to trade on your own, it's a very personal thing like you're mentioning, man. Um, it's hard to learn from someone else how to trade the way that they do. You, you can take advice, obviously. Right. Um, but a lot of it involves research. Um, research and I'm forums, glad you said that forums uh, web, you know wherever you can find the information you need news articles uh, that that's how you are going to face what you do as far as trading is concerned exactly and research is important and like I said I'm glad you hit on that topic because I, I definitely want to talk about that yeah you know in a, in a nutshell because that's one thing man if you're going to invest in something you got to do research or anything you you looking into involves research that's just how society works that's probably the smartest thing to do if you if you are a smart person is to do some research so um me personally i i get my research from barons i get my research from stock rover um i get my research from yahoo finance um i even get research from my market watch um those are my uh resource tools that i go through and um, there's a couple more um, but I kind of just wanted to give out what I get my resources from. We may have some mutual ones, but I definitely want you to share some other ones if you got them to my audience because resources are important and research. Absolutely. So Yahoo Finance is one. Um, I use uh, Reddit forums, believe it or not. I mean, you have to be very careful with what you read within those forums, but they can also have some hidden gems in there. Um, and from there, it's just a matter of actually, and you know, investing time to research whatever that ticker is or whatever that company is. Uh, but Yahoo Finance is a huge one. Um, I use Marketplace at times. Uh, Matthew Perry, I follow him on, on, on okay. YouTube. Uh, he, he usually has some really good insights on things. Uh, but for me, you know, I'm in the tech industry, so mo most of the tickers that I look at are tech-based companies yep. um, or biomedical companies sometimes yep. too. So, you know, if I hear something as far as a company that's, that's popular that a lot of uh, IT departments are working with, then I'll invest some, some, some opportunity or some time into researching those okay. those companies. Like CrowdStrike is one that I recently discovered this okay. week that I'm looking into their AV solution. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, Cloud AV, which is really big right now. Okay. Um, you know, I think we've talked about a couple of, of you know, electric vehicle, yep. EV, you know, which is really huge right now, RMO. Yep. Um, so that's, that's generally how I do my research. Um, I guess it's not as proactive as it should be, um, but that's that's the way that I get it done. And to each his own on how you do your research. Um, I don't really feel like, you know, there's this one way that you got to do it, but just make sure that the sources that you go through are credible for right. one um, and that it's consistent. So you want to go and maybe look at another uh, source and see if the terminology and the language matches. If it does, then you more than likely have something credible where you can now use that to help you find shares that you need in the stock market. Um, on top of that, 
we got into, you know, just talking about tickers. Um, a lot of our guests may not know what a ticker is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for us, we know what a ticker is. So that's part of that terminology that I feel like we should share. Yeah. Um, and they should know. Um, so I'll leave that to you to express what a ticker is and just where they can find that when they're looking on their platforms. Yeah, a ticker is essentially an abbreviation that a company will go by when it goes public. Um, so, for instance, uh, I think uh, QuantumScape, right? QuantumScape is a company, uh, their ticker is QS. Um, you have Microsoft, but we want to say theirs is MS. Yep. Um, so that, that's just, that's what a ticker is, and that's how you're able to find them when you're researching or when you are trying to purchase any of their, their shares uh, on any platform that you're using. You use that ticker to search for them. So there you go, guys. We got a ticker. So now when you're looking and searching on these platforms, you can look at the abbreviations and know that that's that company that you're looking at. Because I'm sure we all went on, even myself, I went on and I was looking up, let's say GameStop or whatever uh, stock it was that I was interested in. And I literally was looking for GameStop. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't know what that abbreviation yeah. was. So you're not looking for the actual name of what it is that you know, you're searching, but instead the abbreviated name for it. Um, so that's what a ticker is for those that you know, always wondered what it was. That's that for you. So along that same line, man, can you relay and express the importance that it was for you to invest in stocks? Um, you know, being a millennial, um, living in the times that we live in, you know, having, you know, some of your um, seasoned vets talk to you about or not having that conversation about stocks, but just understanding and doing your own research of what you want to do as far as financial freedom goes. Right. Um, what drove you into investing in stocks? Well, like I mentioned, I mean, I already had that account set up with TD a while ago, but what kind of encouraged and pushed me to want to actually explore more uh, in the realm of, of the stock market was just understanding that there's, there's got to be a way to make your money work for you. And, <laughs> yep. and, and that's what it is. And, and not to mention, we're all millennials, so we're used to uh, being able to accept risk. We take risk all the time, or right. we take risk all the time. So um, that's all the stock market is, is a, it's a huge gamble and a risk. And so if... Why would I, I would rather put my money into that and risk it there than to risk it somewhere else. Um, not yeah. to mention that there's the potential for exponential growth when it comes to uh, Quick. the market. Right. Quick. Quick, and, and of course there are things that take time, Oh yeah, obviously, for sure. But, um, yeah, it, trust, yeah, I'm sorry guys, it's not quick, always quick. Um, again, I'd rather put it there and watch it grow or let it work for, for me than to risk it somewhere else. And that's and that's real, man. I think that's maturity, um, you know, growing, having that understanding and discipline that, um, like you said, man, it, it comes to a certain point where I think you have to start to think about how do I have this, how do I make this money I have in my hand, make more money for it, right? Um, rather than going out and spending it and then not seeing any value left from behind it. Mm -hmm. um, just depreciating from whatever that, thought of the asset was at the time of purchase. Exactly. Um, so that's that's dope, man, because, and that's what I want to get into a, a little bit, is just about, you know, the people our age, man, because we, there's not a lot of voice out there um, who express this type of information, um, let alone, you know, give their testimonies about why it's important to them. Mm -hmm. So I want to touch on a topic um, that I think is, is solid and um, 
you give me your feedback on that, man. So another thing I, I liked about Robin Hood was the fact that uh, it, it allowed our generation of millennials to yeah. come face to face with the stock market in a more approachable way. Um, and it helped them become even more literate as far as financials are concerned than some of their parents, um, which is something that, you know, most of the other brokerages didn't really care about at the time. Sure. And how do you see, um, you know, young kids transition into that? Because me personally, like, if I brought this to my mom now, she would have no clue about what I'm looking at, what I'm talking about. And, you know, maybe that's not every parent, but... You know, there are situations where, you know, the fact that your kid is on his phone and because it's app based and, and we're always on our phone, they're tapped in a little bit more informative wise than their parent may be. Mm-hmm. Granted, parent knows the concepts, the general concepts, but I feel like we're now able to take it a little bit further and go into more depth about it because we're there always looking at our phone. We're more familiar with it. We're more familiar with that. So... Um, along that line, man, we talked about stocks um, in, in a nutshell. Um, we, we spoke on some terminology, uh, which I think is important. Um, and to piggyback on that, on the terminology, I think it's important to understand the different market indexes that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, I'm going to keep using me as an example, man, because I feel like I speak for a lot of people who may not be able to be heard on the, on the question that they got. But I had no clue what market indexes were. Um, I didn't know, okay, am I investing in this company? What com- well, where is that coming from? Or, you know, how are people coming up with these numbers? And, you know, what is this graph here that I see spikes up and down, you know, constantly? And, and money's being gained and money's being lost. So... You know, you got the Dow Jones, NASDAQ, you got NASDAQ, and you got S&P 500. Those are going to be your three, I would say, the best ones to look at. Now, there's shit over, what, 40? Oh, yeah. There's there's plenty of them. Um, Russell 2000, I think, is one of them or something like that. Uh, Meekin or Meekin, if I'm not pronouncing it right, I'm sorry. But yeah, they got they got numerous ones, but those are going to be the ones, especially the Dow and the S and P five hundred, yeah, are going to be the ones that have the the broad, you know, variety of uh, specialties in there. Right. Um, so that's the more common one that you guys hear. If you see that on TV, that's what that is. That's a market index, and that's where they are pulling those numbers from, in order to let you know um, what you should maybe invest in. And then you can go further into the index as far as your own personal portfolio goes. So what you're looking at on your Robinhood screen is your own personal index. That's going to determine whether you're going to be uh, one that's going to buy that stock or you're going to be one that turns it down based off of the fluctuation and the growth of that company over time. Um, What are some some quick tips that you would give uh, to a novice getting into the stock market as far as like... um, you know, what direction they, not even direction, because I don't want you to necessarily advise anybody. Right. Um, we want to stay on that fine line of that, but just the overall um, aspect of that market going up and down. Like, would you be quick to pull that money out because you see it go down? Or would you be quick to pull the money out because you see it go up and you're like, man, that's a profit? 
Yeah, not, not, not exactly. Um, so obviously you can make money on a company or on a, on a stock increasing or going down or decreasing in value. Um, it just it depends on when you get in uh, that, that trade. But, but I would definitely just kind of look at, you know, whatever the news, the current information out there is saying about that, that stock. Um, I would also use alerts to determine if like you're, you're, whatever you're risking, that risk is too much for, for what you have in your portfolio, your buying power. Um, I use Concera, that's the application that I use for my alerts. I know Weeble has um, a built-in alert system. It's not that great, but, but it's something. Um, but Concera can help you set your alerts, can help you, help you mitigate your risk a little bit. Um, when it comes to knowing when to pull, that's all that it is. Knowing when you've reached that point, yeah. when you can no longer risk any more money, that's when you pull. And would you like, <laughs> so for me, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at my first option or first share I'm looking at buying, first stock purchase. And I don't know where to look, but I see like, okay, in this one month, they had, they gained $5. <laughs> Should I go ahead and purchase that, knowing that, oh, that first month they did good? Or is this something that I should be looking at from on the back end of it? Like, how what was that period of time looking like? Did yeah. it remain at $5 for maybe uh, more than a month? Like, talk to me a little bit about that, man. Yeah. So, so there are definitely, like, uh, retracement curves that you can get into actually building. Like, the Fibonacci is one that a lot of people use. Um to determine whether or not there's a likelihood of a stock increasing, right? Um, but, but when it comes to certain things like that, like a month ago, it went up by $5 or 5%. If there's one thing that I've noticed about the market is that it's very dramatic. There's a lot, it's like a soap opera, essentially. <laughs> so you have no idea of knowing exactly what was happening at that time, unless you, you know, do the research, figure right. it out, to know whether or not it's safe to base your assumption off of that. Mm -hmm. um, so many times, especially with, like with the whole AMC thing, that there are groups of individuals out there who want, let's say, a stock to do well. They'll actually kind of kind of put lies out there just to increase the price of yeah. it, knowing that a couple of months down the road it's going to drop. So you, you don't want to be suckered into those type of, of situations either. But um, for me personally, I, I just look for steady growth. You know, so if I see something that's exponential, thirty percent. I'm probably more or less going to stay away from it because I want to see steady increases. Um, I have benefited from some penny stocks that were kind of like exponentially yeah. explosive in one month, right. which were great, but I don't hinge the majority of my portfolio upon that. That's, that's a once in a lifetime sort of thing. I think it's happened maybe twice for me. So um, steady growth is what you're really going to be wanting to, to looking at or for want sure. to be looking at. I yeah. agree. And diversity, you know, guys, um, you, you definitely want to have um, a diverse portfolio. Um, you don't want to throw all your eggs in one basket. Um, that's a, a major no. So if there's one thing you should know going in, you know, if, if there's one thing you should know, is never throw your eggs in that one basket that you see on any of that, um, in, in, in any of the stock market or any of those indexes. Um, you want to move that around. You want to, you know, you gain something in one pot, you want to take shift that and shift it yeah. to something different. Um, it's not, a, it's not a, a situation where you gain and you pull it out and now you go spend it on certain things. Now, of course, it's, it's a, a tool to use for liquid situations, but it has to be important, though. It has to be for good assets, right? That's what we're all striving for as millennials is acquiring good assets. So 
if you're taking, if you're liquidating that money out of those accounts and you're using it to buy, you know, the Gucci's, the Chanel's and all that, by all means, do what you do. But that money is not, that money that came out of there was not what it was for, to be purchased on material things. It was for you to take it out and put it into another nest egg and watch that grow. Um, and that's where you start to see increases, not only in your pocket, but financially in, in your financial report, in your financial sheet. Um, as we spoke about in previous episodes, you know, you got to fill out that financial sheet and you're looking at your net worth and you were like, well, I invested so much in this, but you pulled it out and you spent it on other things. So now you add that up on your sheet and now it becomes liabilities and you're probably not sitting where you thought you would. And I would be disappointed in that. Um, because, you know, you had an opportunity to watch your net worth grow, um, but you, you failed to do that um, just because you weren't smart and how you shifted and moved that money around. Definitely. Man, so in life, bro, you know, we all, you got to have a plan, right? We get into that age where it's all about planning, you know, whether it's calculated, not calculated, you know, you, you're trying to come up with something, a plan. Um, so for you, man, with me, when I first invested, um, and, I'll, and I tell... A lot of my audience uh, members and even people that I come across and talk to about stock markets and how much I invested in, you know, to be honest with you, I it ended up being a thousand. But honestly, when I first dove in, it was five hundred bucks. And then I had another five hundred to spare. where I was like, well, heck, I'm not about to go buy these shoes. I'm having fun. I see I just made some money there. I'm going to go ahead and throw another five in there if I'm making money. Right. That's making money for me. Yes. Whether me going out and blowing that five and never seeing it again. Mm-hmm. I can put it somewhere where I know it's there and it's making money and I can see it. You know what I mean? Can't physically take it out, but I can see it. So I just want you to share, man, that misconception that, um, you know, it doesn't take uh, an abundance of cash you know, two, five, ten thousand dollars to start investing and actually start to see money made for you. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it didn't take uh, thousands for me. It took uh, a grand. I took a, a profit sharing check from my job and invested it, um, you know, into into this. And uh, I, I divvied it up over, I want to say, three contracts that turned out to be you know lucrative for me, and and that became my my base, and that's what I've been working with since then. Um, does not take a lot. I mean, initially, I, I, I may have wanted to go into it with a little less money. But again, going back to what you just pointed out, why, why not? Right. right. Why not put it somewhere where I know it can benefit me and, and make some money for me as opposed to blowing it or wasting it on other things? And that was just simply you making sacrifices, you know, because yeah. you could have had something easily you could have done with that 500 that you would have just tricked it off and it would have been that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the fact that you were like, you know what? It may not look like a sacrifice now. I might not think of it like a sacrifice, but in the grand scheme of things, it is what it, it is a sacrifice. And now I'm seeing um, a profit from that sacrifice, yeah. rather seeing a loss or seeing nothing at all. I mean, I, I think that's where a lot of our people should dive in and understand, like, you're, you're going to see profits. Granted, you're going to see a loss. Losses happen. I've yeah. lost money. You know what I mean? I'm losing money now. <laughs> Let's just be real. I'm losing money now. This is not a fairy tale place to come in. Um, you got to have tough, thick skin to be in this um, because you can easily open up your app one day and be ready to just pull it all out. 
And it's not because of a platform having an issue or anything of that nature, but it's just the simple fact that that's how the market goes. It's an up and down roller coaster. It's very volatile, and you have to understand that. Um, but look at it as a savings account, as Mike said in our last episode, which was a brilliant idea. Looking at it as a savings account, that's just it, and it's just going to fluctuate for you. Now, you may lose some money in that savings, but hey, I would rather lose money knowing that I can gain it right back, maybe two, three times more if I just maybe pull it out at the right time and shift it into something else. Or maybe something might happen to where that particular stock has just uh, hit a spike or whatever and the percentages went up and now I'm seeing a return in, 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 in profit. Yeah. So, you know, there's ways that you can go about it. There's ways that you you know, should think about it. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like, once again, if you're looking for that financial freedom um, of having your own or understanding that, hey, if there is a rainy day out there, right, which I questioned a lot of you guys on doing numbers, IG, you know, would you save it for a rainy day or were you saving for a sunny day? That option of having a stock market puts you in a position where you now save for all seasons, you know? You save for all seasons. So you don't have to just look at it as a rainy day. You don't have to look at it as saving for a sunny day. You saving it for whatever moment that you see fit that you maybe need to liquidate that money. Right. Immediately. But to have that and to know you have it, man, it's a beautiful feeling. And I feel like that's what a lot of you guys should get in, into. Um, because it's there. It's money to be made. There's money out there for everybody. And the stock market is one way you can get that. Would you agree? I do. I definitely agree with that statement. Like you said, it's not an exact science. Um, you are going to lose money uh, because it's all a risk and a gamble. But at the end of the day, it, it's a great risk. You know, it's a risk that has a wonderful reward or the potential for that wonderful reward. So it's something that you should be doing as opposed to not. And just share, man. Like I said, I've lost hundreds of dollars. I've gained quite a few, and honestly, I've doubled my investment since I've invested in the stock market. So believe me, guys, there's money that can be made out there, and it can happen for you if you're just patient and you get into the right options out, that are out there for you. But do your research and definitely the due diligence that you that is required to make sure that, hey, I'm putting in $500. I want to make sure I'm seeing some money back. Don't don't just throw it in there carelessly now. You know what I mean? But you definitely want to monitor that money and take care of that because that's your future. That's your legacy that you're looking at. And, um, you know, you want to be able to maintain that. So for you, man, my last thing, man, because we talked about the losses and everything. Mm -hmm. How's gains been for you, though, man? Gains have been great. I've, I've you know, doubled my initial investment uh, and then some. So I'm, I'm happy with the way that I've traded thus far. Um, and, you know, the sky's the limit at this point. You know, I'm going to keep going for as long as I can. There you go, man. Keep going. You hear that? Keep going. Keep doing numbers. I appreciate you guys for tapping in. My man, Maul, I appreciate you for stopping dude, brother. Absolutely. Listen, you know, my good people with some great information, great knowledge about the stock market. We'll dive in deeper as, you know, seasons go along as far as stock market. Q&As are open and available, guys, through IG at Doing Numbers Podcast. Maul, if you want to share your podcast and let my good folks know where they can find you, um, that'd be cool, too. 
Yeah. So I don't have a podcast, but you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, underscore AKA MAL or AKA Mall. And uh, that's basically it. There you go. So that got my man's platform. Um, we're all set. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and you took a lot of great information away. I appreciate you guys. You have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next week. Mask up. You guys stay safe. My bad, my bad, y'all. What's up? Y'all made it back? <laughs> All right, cool, cool. How was the interview? What y'all think? Was it a dope? Was it a dope interview? Did you get the questions? Some of the questions that you needed answered about stocks that'll make you feel pretty comfortable. I hope you got both of those taken care of, and I hope you enjoyed it. So we're going to keep it rolling, getting into the end of the show, um, which is my favorite part of the show, where we talk about BBB beautiful black business. So today, um, this topic is going to be super dope. Um, and I wanted to highlight this in, in particular for the fact that it's Women History Month. Um, so I think this one here is going to be a pretty lit one. So today's topic of beautiful black business is uh, the black woman transforming 12 abandoned acres in a 25 million tech hub in Mississippi. So we have a, a and, and a fascinating story here um, from a, a wonderful lady named Dr. Nashley Cephas, who purchased 12 abandoned acres to develop a $25 million tech hub for entrepreneurs in Mississippi. That's dope. Miss Ashley Cephas purchased 12 abandoned acres um, to make her dream a reality. So on September 11, 2020, the Jackson native closed on the purchase of 12 acres and seven buildings near Jackson State University. She about to turn up downtown, it sound like. Ooh, let's do it. So now she's putting in the work to transform her vision into reality so she can help the next generation of entrepreneurs. So we each one teach one out here. Uh, this is beautiful. This young lady is has found a vision um, has found her purpose in life and now she's trying to put forth um, the effort to give back and allow people to utilize the resources and some of the, the research and opportunities that she's had. Um, she's now giving that off. Um, so that's dope. And, and, and you know, it's, it's these are things that you can't teach. You can't teach someone to do that. You can't teach someone to want to go buy a 12 acre uh, plot of land so that they can develop something pretty interesting um, and pretty resourceful for their community. Uh, those are things you can't teach. Uh, that's something that is going to be in you and that's something that you're going to want to do out the kindness of your own heart um, and something that you've thought about um, as you've come along in your life. 
So, you know, it's, it's something that can be taught, that can be, I'm sorry, can be taught, but it's something that you can mention and suggest to, to certain people. And, you know, they can take heave into that and, you know, take the opportunity up and, and do something about it. But once again, the people who do this, the people who accomplish these great things and execute the right plan, these are people who are born to do it and you can't teach this. So this is wonderful with what Dr. Cephas is doing here um, as far as bringing not only something resourceful to, to her community, um, but it's something that is going to sit and become um, a corner, a pivotal cornerstone and, and pillar to that community. Um, I'm sure from having this tech hub, it, it's going to draw so much attention um, and bring so many job opportunities and open up job resources to certain people um, so that, you know, they can have access to getting a job. Um, they can look forward to rebuilding their life and starting over if this was, you know, a rehabilitation period for someone. Um, but the fact that she's doing this in her hometown and creating the solid resource platform for our folks to be able to use there in Mississippi, I think is excellent. Dr. Cephas has spent her career as a successful engineer. She's applied. She's an applied science manager for Amazon artificial intelligence. So she's had, she's got the smarts. She's now taken a lot of her experience and she's put forth that experience that she's learned and gained into her own endeavor. Um, this is a, a, a dream unfolding that a lot of us want to do um, in our life. This is what a lot of us are planning right now in our careers, taking advantage of the resources and the information that we're getting. And hopefully that 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 job that you're in now is relative to what you want to do in life. So you take pieces of that and you apply it to what you want and you make it your own thing and you go and, and do astronomical numbers and you know, go above and beyond the expectations anyone could have imagined. Um, but it starts there. And she previously, she previously, she led the Amazon visual search team here in Atlanta um, and also a chief technology officer for Partpick, which was a startup acquired by Amazon. So she's been really connected to Amazon, it looks like. Um, she's been getting a lot of her information and using that networking uh, platform of Amazon to propel her off to do the things that she wants to do on her own. Um, to, to piggyback on some of the accomplishments she's had or uh, a bit about her career, the education she has had played a major role in her career journey. Um, in 2014, she earned her Ph.D. from the School of Electrical and Computer Engineering at the Georgia Institution of Technology. Hey, she down here with it. Uh, earlier in her career, she received her B.S. in Computer Engineering from Mississippi State University. This woman is so smart, um, very intelligent. Look at the black women that we have out here. Uh, look how intelligent, how bright, um, how how eager and, and um, relentless, you know, uh, I know I, I use that word 
in different ways but uh the fact that you know she wants this education and she's going out here and she's getting it she's not you know settling for the bare minimum um, she wants to comp accomplish a lot she knows what it takes to accomplish a lot um, and she's going to go and, and strive for that uh, this is nothing uh, less than um, not only historical in my eyes uh, but inspiring um, this is something that you will want to show to your young daughter or you know your niece um, or your young cousin uh, that's a young woman coming up and having dreams of accomplishing so many things you want to show her stories like this um, because this is what would bring everything full circle um, this is what it's about so um, Dr. Cephas furthered her community outreach vision as the founder and CEO of the Bean Path in Jackson, Mississippi, which was a nonprofit organization with the mission to snow. I'm sorry, with the mission to sow technical expertise in order to grow networks and fertilize communities. Um, so she was already in the process of growing um, this vision that she had. Uh, and, and we're seeing how it unfolded. Um, she got connected, as Coach Mike said, you know, if I want to do something, I have to, and, and I'm going down this road, I have to come across this, I have to come across that. So she knew what she wanted to do and what road she needed to go down. So she started to um, put herself around certain people. She started to put herself in certain groups or the people that she met led her into these opportunities of being in these outreach programs um, and coming across uh, these Amazon positions and such. So with that being said, um, this is, like I said, nothing less than inspirational. Um, I'm glad to bring this to the table, especially with this wonderful month we have going on, which should be in a, a continuation throughout the year, um, along with Black History Month. Women's History Month is something that shouldn't just have a month um, where we highlight and appreciate um, but this is something that we should highlight and appreciate um, throughout the whole year uh, because everybody's pivotal. Uh, black African or, or Africans, um, I'm sorry, African-Americans um, are pivotal here um, in, in today's society and beyond. And women, you guys are pillars, cornerstone pieces to us, um, our backbone in a lot of situations. Um, and, and in a lot of instances. So uh, you guys both um, deserve more than just a month of appreciation and, and acknowledgement. And um, I'm glad I could bring something to the table uh, to highlight that. So to give you guys some development information about the Tech Hub, um, because it's almost, it's almost on its way up. It's almost built. So Dr. Cephas is providing new opportunities to residents in Jackson. She's putting downtown Jackson on the map for tech innovation through her land purchase. The five-year plan includes developing seven of the abandoned buildings. The space will be transformed into a photography studio, electronics lab, and maker space. Hmm, sounds dope. Sounds like she's gonna have a very uh, creative, atmosphere for folks to come and, and you know do things and be able to put their ideas out on paper or on a board and and who knows man we may find our next great architect or someone coming out of mississippi 
all because of this young lady here, um, Dr. Nashley Cephas. Uh, she also said in, in an article that um, she wanted to have plans of making restaurants or developing restaurants, a grocery store, uh, innovation centers and apartments all for uh, all in this 12 acres that she's purchased. Um, she has this space in the in the buildings for it. Uh, so it sounds like she has a solid plan ahead. Uh, she wanted to have a place where people could come live, work, play and eat all in one, um, which is I think is a, a great uh, opportunity and a great space for a lot of folks uh, who I feel if they have that that good look that solid um, you know foundation that great things will come out of that um, once they see that you know people are putting forth the effort and, and putting forth uh, not only their mouths um, but their actions behind it as well I think you can get great things out of that um, she's starting it off with something wonderful with the vision that she has. And, um, and I'm so excited to, you know, even know about this because this is once again, information that we barely even know guys. How many of us even knew about Dr. Nashley Cephas and her doing this? I mean, it's just amazing. So the idea to develop a community tech hub occurred to Cephas while looking for office space for being path. Uh, which was the nonprofit that she joined um, as she came along with this vision. Uh, the abandoned areas downtown Jackson were once booming hotspots for black owned businesses in Mississippi. Now, Cephas has a vision of turning impoverished streets of Jackson into a vibrant tech hub. So that's that's dope. You know, we're talking about development. We're talking about adjusting with time. Um, we're talking about what type of uh, new society it is and how you can keep up um, with the community. You can keep up with uh, the times. You know, you're not behind on any technology. You're not behind um, on any information and resources. She's making sure that her people and the people after are caught up and have platforms where they can get that resource that's relatively new um and there's no old resources no outdated resources these are all up-to-date new resources that they can keep up with um that's also changing with time as well i think this was a solid one um solid idea this is really going to go far and i hope you guys are amazed as much as i am about what dr cephas has done here um because like i said this these are things that we all dream about and we want to accomplish and we hope that someone's out someone out there is leading that way trailblazing that path and it looks like dr cephas is the one stepping up to that plate and taking care of that so without further ado um i want to go ahead and close out this segment and um and really once again let that resonate with you guys um about dr cephas uh, you could definitely um, find her article um, through Google, but I'll have her link up on my page um, so you guys can check her out, uh, get more information about what she has going on. And once again, use this as a bulletin to be inspired for what you guys got going on as well, because this is beautiful. This is black. This is business. 
And once again, guys, I appreciate you for listening. I hope you enjoy BBB. Tell your mom you love her. Tell that woman in your life you love her. Give her her flowers. Happy Women's Month once again. You guys have a great one. All right, y'all. So as we come to a close, I just want to highlight a couple things um, that you guys got from the interview with about stocks, the highs and lows. Um, definitely a couple things to make sure you do. Make sure you get familiar with the stock terminology. All you need to learn is your basics. What a ticker is, you know, what are some of these options that I'm getting in? Whether it's an ETF, an exchange traded fund, whether you just want to buy single shares and the stock market. These are things that you need to brainstorm and think about and know that, hey, once I put this money in, there is no taking it out. There is no taking it out. This is something that you got to watch grow. You're planting seeds and you're watching that flower grow. You're watching that plant grow. So let it sit and let it build. Get in the stock market, guys. You know, stop debating stop contemplating whether you want to take that money and put it in there because you know or you don't want to put it in there because you're scared and you don't know and you don't have information you know get off the porch jump off the porch one time take a risk take a chance you never know you could be the one but you got to take that chance you got to take that risk we've given you some information today hopefully you can go back rewind jot that down Remember, you're going to lose money in this. So let's get that out of our heads. And I'm going to let you know now you're going to lose money in the stock market, but you can gain money as well. So don't get it twisted. It works both ways. So make sure that, you know, you doing things to take yourself to the next level. And why not make a gamble? Why not take a risk in the stock market? You gambling your money off on other things that you probably don't got no business doing. You risking it on other things that you shouldn't be risking it on. So why not risk it on something like this that can make you millions? And even if it don't make you millions, it can make you a solid amount and it can build uh, your net worth to the point now where once again, we're talking about having liquidity, needing it for those moments in time where it's a must that we got it. Or if there are situations where, you know, you need to get with the bank and make certain moves happen, you have that liquidity in the bank. You have those assets in the bank and they're not going to question any type of application that you're filling out. They're not going to question any type of loan that you're looking to get. 
but you got to make sure the credit right too and we'll we'll touch on that topic as well but aside of that all you need is a little bit of money and a plan what am i going to invest in i give you a solid tip when you start to begin your investments or you start to look at what you what share you may want to purchase look at some of the things that you know people buy what are some things that people buy? What are some things that I see that appeals to people that I've heard people mention that I hear people talk about? Hmm. All those thoughts and all those ideas that I've heard. Let me go look that up now and see if that's something that a, that's a business out there that has that demand. Because it seems like it's a pretty high demand. So let me see if there's a business for that. Oh, there's a business for it. Hmm. And. You can buy in for a share of their company for only eight bucks. Hmm. So somebody or a, a bunch of people who I hear is demanding a certain service. And then now I do my research and that service is available through a company that's only asking for eight bucks. That sounds like a no brainer to me. That sounds like something I'll be interested in. So once again, guys, know that you're going to lose money. Know that you don't need a thousand dollars. You don't need eight hundred dollars. You can just have two hundred dollars. You can have a hundred dollars. Hell, you can have fifty dollars. But as long as you got a plan of what you want to put that in and you diversify your portfolio, you can make something happen for yourself in the stock market. And it's just a hustle. It's just a game. And you got to try to beat the game. That's all it is, guys. That's all I got for you. All I want you to do is mask up out here twice. Make sure you stay safe. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your girl, tell anybody, tell the bus driver that, hey, make sure you tap in that Doing Numbers podcast every Monday at 10 a.m. And you can follow me. Follow the IG at Doing Numbers podcast. Q&As are opened up for y'all that got any comments, any questions about stocks, any information that you need. You can tap in with me at Doing Numbers podcast is where you can leave a comment or question. Feel free. The floor is open for you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you again for tapping in and listening. You guys have a great day and I'll see you guys next week. Deuces.